Hi, I'm Jennifer Wilde, and you're listening to Sober Exposure. If it's about recovery, we're going to cover it. It's like one big therapy session, but it's free. So thanks for joining our dysfunctional family as we uncover recovery with Sober Exposure. Let's go. So, Dr. Rebecca, welcome to Sober Exposure. I am going to, I don't know if you're going to get insulted. I'm not sure if this is considered an insult, but this is sort of the woo version of Sober Exposure. Okay. No, I'm not insulted. You're not? Okay, good. Because I'm total woo. I love woo. Um, Welcome to the show. I, I, I found you by accident and it was just meant to be because I read something about, uh, what was it? It's theta meditation or something. You'll explain it, but that's what grabbed me because it seemed to have been a solution for every problem I had. And I said this earlier on another podcast, everyone thinks I do sober exposure to help others, but really I'm just trying to figure myself out and inviting all you experts until I get healthy. So basically free therapy. So come on, bring it on. What do you, what do you do? Tell me. (laughs) Wow. Okay. So what I feel like I do is just the same as you do. And it's like a lifelong figuring myself out. Right. And then I figure myself out and I'm like, Oh, this is pretty cool. So basically um, just give you a little bit of a small background about me to kind of answer that question is born. I was born. I didn't know it till later, but I was born psychic. So like I could Mm. like kind of read people's thoughts. I would see like ghosts, you know, or um, deceased people. And, and, you know, I thought that was normal until I realized it wasn't. Um, But (laughs) My family, like, so my mom and dad would be like arguing and I would literally know what my dad was thinking and I would know what my mom was thinking. And then I was like, they're totally not even communicating what they're thinking. And then I would just walk up and just tell them like what each other was thinking and feeling. And then it would be, wow. They must've been like, what is this child? What did we create? Well, well, my family, cause I was, I have four sisters, middle child. So they all would come to me, you know, of like that peacemaker, but that was the main reason why. And then, you know, my mom was just an awesome mom. So she would have us play psychic games while we were growing up. Like she would put us in separate rooms and she would have me draw what my sisters were thinking and vice versa. And I did my past, my first past life regression when I was like 10 on my eight year old sister. So like I was exposed to this at a very early age, but yeah. Where was your mother intuitive as well? Yeah, she yeah. supported it. Yeah, she would have dreams and they would come true. And one time we were sitting at a, a light that turned green and and she just wouldn't go. My dad's like, why aren't you going? She's like, I just can't go. And then all of a sudden this car went through the other light oh, and wow. it would plowed right into us. Like, so she, you know, she was very intuitive as well. But being intuitive does not mean you're, a, you know, how to heal people or, you know, it, it just means that you're intuitive. So I had all these empathic energies on me, which a lot of people do and they don't realize it. So it took me a lot, a long time to understand what was me and what was everybody else. So like in college, I remember, well, first of all, I was like, what do I do with this? And then when you say you, okay, so I, I, I need to break that down. So sometimes your visions, you didn't know if it was coming from the outside realm or if it was really your brain. Is that what you you're saying? Well, I, okay. So yeah, let me clarify. Um, so if I walked into a room and you're really anxious. I would mm-hmm. feel your anxiety like instantly. And then I would think it was mine. So then my brain would start saying, 
you're anxious because you have a test today. And then I would catastrophize my own test based on someone else's anxiety. You know what I mean? Uh, but yeah. a lot of people do that. So I, I learned that much later what I was doing, but I was like, what do I do? And I decided to be a psychologist because they didn't have academies like I teach back then, you know, energy healing. They didn't have that. Um, so I went to the world of psychology and that's how I, you know, I worked with a lot of clients with addiction and bipolar and all that kind of stuff. But then I eventually transitioned just to the energy world and now I'm an integrative um, energy doctor. So that's what I do. Okay. Okay. Yeah, but so I want to break that down too, because this is a world that I think people are gravitating to now. And I mean, it feels like it's sort of the trends now. Uh, I found energy healing myself over 20 years ago and it's, it's life changing, but there's so many people that are probably like, what the F is energy healing? So like, what is it? How do we explain it? Okay. So basically everything is energy, whether we want to believe it or not, it is. I mean, I think even science has backed that up. Right. So if everything is, is energy, then we have to treat it as energy and energy so when you're dealing with energy how you move and shift energy is focus and intent okay so it's your thoughts it's what you're paying attention to it's what you're wanting to happen it's what you're desiring to happen and even at deeper levels it's kind of it can be what you don't desire to happen if you're focusing on that strong enough mm. we all carry like blueprints and this is how i see it so this is how i'm going to say it we all carry blueprints in our fields and those blueprints they manifest. So just like if you were going to make a dress, I would give you the pattern or the blueprint of it. And you'd make that dress. If you're going to build a house, like I just got a house built, the um, contractor did not sway from that blueprint. Okay. Mm -hmm. So the blueprint gets filled. Okay. Our blueprints are based off of our beliefs, our programs, um, you know, what we come, our DNA. So our DNA plays out in our blueprints as well. And as well as the collective, what everybody else believes. Okay. So we have these blueprints in our field. A very long story short, energy healing is, okay, how do we shift and alter our blueprints to make them what we want them to be so that we can manifest the reality that we desire? Mm. That's what it is. And then when you talk about people shifting you energetically, okay, so if I'm looking at you, you're my focus and intent. Okay, so I'm seeing your energy field. And then you can do work. There's many different types of modalities to do work, but you want to make sure where energy work differs, differs than psychology, for example, is it goes very deep. With energy work, you're thinking even on a soul level. Okay, so I even go as far as the moment you separated from all that is. Okay, mm -hmm. you have a soul fragment at that moment when you became separate. So doing the healing all the way into that, going into your DNA. Okay, yeah. working what the DNA is, um, stories that your DNA tells. So you can rewrite those stories. Then going into your subconscious mind, which holds like 4 billion pieces of information and working on that level, which you hear a lot of people talk about the subconscious, right? And then going to the conscious mind, which can only deal with five to nine pieces of information at once because it's our basic it's level. All, yeah. yeah. So uh, let me, I, I want to start because I want to ask you this question because I run into this all the time. A lot of this is, is this a lot of the Esther Hicks kind of stuff, right? Is this what your manifestation, are you a fan of that or no? Um, just curious. Yeah, but like I could talk as clinical as you want me to, or I could talk as woo-woo as you want me to. You know what I mean? What, yeah. What yeah. um what I can tell you is that everything is like everything is frequency. Okay. So the law of attraction does exist. So what you put out there 
is what you get. But this is where the problem comes. Is people the are universe like, doesn't understand like manifestation. If I want money and all I'm doing is thinking about how bad I want money and my 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 want for money, I'm not going to get it because it's it's coming from fear. Is exactly. there? Yeah. yeah, right. Okay. Is just itself a frequency. So, what are you attaching to money? Are you attaching money's hard to get? I never had it as a child. You know what I mean? My family always mm -hmm. told me, you know. So, one thing I did with my kids, because I studied mm -hmm. really early, is I threw money all around the house. Like, my <laughs> kids thought money was everywhere to the point where when they even got to be 16 or 17, they would drop it on the ground because they thought of it like a rock. You know yeah. what I mean? You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. The fact that people's money stuffed in their purses, it's scarce. No one sees it. Oh my God, there's a $10 bill laying on the ground. Like mm. that kind of stuff. You know what yeah. I mean? What are you attaching to money? It's never money. That It's not freedom. Yeah. Yeah. So when you start to think of money as like, okay, it's everywhere. Like, no, no, money does grow on trees. It does. It grows on trees outside my house. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. Then you're going to be able to think of it in that way. And that's why like... 80% of the people in the world or 20% mm -hmm. of the world have 80% of the money is because mm -hmm. special they know how to way. manifest it. Say that yeah. 80% of the, wait, 20% 20 of the people have 80% of the money. Yes. Wow. Yeah. So mm -hmm. it's all, it, it's a frequency. So one thing I teach in my academy, actually, that's why it's called Awake, the Academy of Wealth, Alchemy, and Kinetic Energy, um, is primarily how to get money, but not just money, because having money is not good, just good enough. Like you have Yeah, to have it doesn't make you happy. I mean, I just watched the Selena Gomez documentary and she's so fucked up. I love her. She's awesome. Uh, she she wants to help people now, but you know, who she, she said in it, it, made, it was so compelling. She was like, I look like I have everything and I have nothing. Yeah, yeah. The money does not make you happy. But yeah, so back to your academy, it's more about the abundance, correct? Well, it's it's about the zero point. It's that point where you have, to me, true success is true health, true joy, true love is probably the most important thing that everybody always seeks out. And then true wealth. So yeah, money is important, but with those other things, because, you know, who doesn't want to like get take a first class ticket and go to the, to the Bahamas? I mean, that's, that's awesome with your love. <laughs> lay on the beach and have fun and laugh. You know what I mean? That's all great. But you have to right. have everything else as well. Yeah, that's right. Because the problem with that beautiful beach in the Bahamas is when you're not in the right state, you have to take yourself with you. So yes. <laughs> you're, you're miserable in the Bahamas. You just have like, I, someone once said the difference between uh, when I was rich and when I was poor was I had um, a nice, a nicer uh, ceiling fan, you know, like was when he was laying in bed, really when he was poor, it was a bad ceiling fan. And when he was rich, he had a beautiful ceiling fan. He goes, that was about the, the, you know, the difference of being rich and poor. Cause it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't heal the inside. So let's talk about the healing because we're a lot of addicts are, are listening and, and we're in pain, emotional pain, and, and we want to be filled. And so I want to go through just a couple of these modalities that I don't even know what they are that I know can help people. Um, so, okay. So quantum shifting, you have zero point activation. I'm just going to say all the ones I don't know what it is. I, I know what, um, hypno, 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 hypnotherapy is. I want to talk about that real quick, but just give me like, uh, one minute on all of these. These are things I've never heard of. So do you mind if I kind of combine them all together? 
No, I don't mean anything. You do what you want. You do, you do you. And to how they're going to actually like help. Cause I do want to go into the addictions. I want to be able to help people that are listening right now. Yeah. Um, so in my whole career, like I've, like I said, I've began, I was a psychologist. I own three primary care practices, three mental health practices. I dealt a lot with addictions before I went to the energy medicine. I have not seen like, really there's a, there's, I don't want to say this politely. Um, <laughs> Just say it, man. We say it all. I have not seen one pharmaceutical cure for any of these. Okay. So like, you know what I mean? Like, so mm-hmm. I really think this is the keys to getting down deep. What I've noticed through my career is this, the most psychic empathic people were the ones that were addicted. Often mm-hmm. the most empathic people were the ones put in psychiatric hospitals. Okay. So they're picking up on so much. And what I noticed is, is there's flip, there's a flip side to each coin. Okay. So as happy as you are, the flip side is what? Okay. So what I notice about people with addictions is the flip side is they're, they're very passionate people. Okay. They have this desire to like be happy and be joyful. Right. If they're not joyful, then they'll go seek that false God. The false God is what I call that addiction. I love it. The false God. Oh, Rebecca, you just coined a phrase. Yes. Yes. It has a lot to do with that reptilian energy that people talk about that is in the DNA. So when you're dealing with addictions, you, the first thing, and I'm going to sound very cliche, the thing about all of those modalities that have in common, any modality in the whole spiritual world is the search for self-love. Okay. So every single time I've worked with a person from addictions, even if they, they get off the, um, whatever they may be on. Okay. They're, they tend to go to something else, whether it be food or mm-hmm. then I'm going to do exercise now, you know, or yeah. I might work all the time. Okay. It's still an energy. That's all the same energy. So you have to follow that energy to where it goes. Okay. Where's that energy going? Most of the time you're not even going to really know. Okay. But there is things like there's, um, when you're in the womb, it's very mm-hmm. important to get energy work done from when you were in your mother's womb, because tons of imprints are happen at that time to go into the programming within your DNA and shift that is really important and to, to purge all those energies. So basically when you're, when you're doing energy work, when you find the programming or when you like, there's a lot of um, like abandonment stuff, to be honest with you with, with anything, but with addictions, there's a lot of abandonment. There's a lot of fear of being alone. Um, There's a lot of not trusting oneself. There's a lot of, sometimes growing up in worlds where everything was kind of chaotic around them and they need to know what's not. They need to get rid of those imprints of the world that was around them. So that's, that's in all of those modalities, you know, get rid of the energetic imprints that are no longer serving you. Then there's the reintegration of soul fragments. A soul fragment is, okay, parts of you that broke off at different ages, okay, that said like, hey, I'm out of here. I can't take this anymore. But Mm -hmm. every single part of you is important. So and probably any energy world you go into the, you know, you go get your soul fragment, you heal it, you bring it back, you breathe it in, you know, you let it become part of you once again. Okay. So that- would that be something like self-esteem? Like when I was in fourth grade, um, someone called me chicken lips and I never forget. So I, like my self-esteem in fourth grade. So I lost that in fourth grade. And then you could bring it. Is that, is that kind of what you're saying? Yeah. Like self-esteem. Um, Relative. So maybe another person wouldn't fragment because of that, but you would, because that's mm-hmm. just your right. Another person would be like, Oh, well, that's not a trauma, whatever. F that person. Yeah. I don't care. Right. Everybody's traumas are different. And everybody I think reacts to traumas differently. Like 
somebody's major trauma as a kid could be that they were abandoned by their two other five-year-old friends and they never forget that. That's not like trauma, but it could feel like trauma in your body, right? And, and then somebody's mother could kill themselves in a garage and feel the same amount of trauma because they're not as apt to react to trauma. Does that make sense? Yeah, people have different resilience levels. Mm. Yeah, so you just take it as information. Like if this person has a soul fragment because someone called them chicken lips, then that's a soul fragment. You know, it's still just as important as any other soul fragment. So right, um, right, right. So, so, so what do we do about? We're going to have to do two parts too because I there's there's so much to talk about. Um, how do we get rid of the energies? How okay. do I get rid of this black energy? I could feel that that my energy is like stagnant. Like I could feel it, and not everybody can feel that, but. How do I move it? Breathe? How do I get it out? Okay. That's a really good question. Okay. So I want you to think this is the key, the key to energy healing. Think of a laser. Okay. Mm -hmm. And you are the laser, right? Okay. So if you study laser therapy, then the, the energy that goes through a laser is like crystal energy. Okay. So mm -hmm. that would be the energy of, I don't know what your belief system is. All that is God, creator, source, universal energy, whatever you want to call it. Okay. That's what I believe. So, yeah. Yeah. So you would command for that energy to come, you know, you're connecting to that, all that is energy. You're focused on what you want to focus on. Okay. And then when you witness it and you intend for something to happen, that would be like pushing the lasers button. Okay. Mm -hmm. So you would, and your breath is everything too. So with each and every breath you take, you would want to know that you are connected to all that is, you are part of all that is. And then you would focus on whatever it, whatever it is you want to focus on. Like if it's that energy that's in your gut, it's kind of like just swirling around. Yeah. It's, that yuck. Yeah. You want to sit in there. Right. And then you want to, there's different things you can do, but as I'm tapping into you, you're going to have to have more of a conversation with it and be like, you know, I appreciate you being here. I know you you're here to protect me because it does think it's protecting you. Um, but you know, I'm good without you. I'm going to command you to leave now. Right. And then you breathe. As you breathe, you feel that energy come out. And I teach something in a way called the all seeing hand where you could also take your all seeing hand and just, you know, just take yeah. it out, yeah. take it out and then breathe through that. And then movement. Movement is also very important about getting your body going. Um, there's there's also like if you want to talk about quantum, the quantum shifting this is it's kind of advanced technique, but I, I think some people might pick up on it pretty fast. Yeah. If you think about a reality, like let's say you were going to think about joining nursing school like five years mm -hmm. ago, you've just, because you thought about it, you've just created an alternate reality where you're in nursing school. Okay. So everybody has all these realities that are simultaneously around them. Like they're, they're living simultaneously. So you can okay. borrow from different realities. You can take a deep breath. You can go to the reality where you don't have this issue you know, where you don't have that stomach issue, where you're not dealing with um, some sort of in intimacy thing. Um, and then you take a deep breath and you pull it in and you feel yourself adjust to it. And then it, it can shift. Like I've had that, that is a technique I actually use a lot. That's awesome. I, I could feel it. I could, that was another, yeah, it's great. It's, it's great. I get, and I get it. Um, so much of all this stuff is just in, in inside our, our bodies. It's yeah. our bodies. It's not our brain. Like, I think that's the main goal is to get to living inside your body and not your head. Right. Oh yeah. The head's like living in the hamster wheel. Like, do you want to be a hamster that's just on a wheel? That's what, <laughs> I, that's what I, well, and, and right. I'm, math. I'm sure, I, well, people 
have probably heard about part brain math, but what it is, is, you know, when I was little, they used to always say like, don't think with your heart, think with your head. Well, it should be completely the opposite way. Mm. I go to the field of my heart. Okay. And that's the zero point. And I think of my heart like a river. Where does my river flow? Okay. So that's where the heart wants to go. That's where you should be going. Where is your river flowing? When you learn to think with the river in your heart and flow where your heart goes, it actually rewires the brain because the brain and the heart work together in like a math, mathematical equation. So it starts to rewire the brain neurologically to think more like the heart. And the heart wants you to be happy. The heart wants you to be in joy. Yeah. The heart's tender and sweet. And, and that brings me to your meditations because I was reading some of your reviews and wow, everybody just raves about your meditations. I've done your meditations. You've got just this, you could tell that you're just an intuitive, you know, your meditations are so amazing. And I always have to talk about meditation. So what does it do? How, how much, how often should we do it? I mean, this is a whole other podcast, but I know you're very heavy into meditation. I'm going to be truthful with you. Okay. And this is, this is really, this is really woohoo. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I went to, I'm not even going to go into what it was, but I went to a point through a point in my life where I had to do some deep surrendering. And when I did, I was, um, laying down next to my husband one night and I woke up and there was this being in the room and it looked like if you've ever seen the movie scream or off the screen painting, that's yeah. what it me. Yeah. an alien with the, the, the eyes and creepy. Yeah. I was, well, no, it wasn't creepy when I looked at it differently. First I, I was scared. And then mm -hmm. I said, I know you. And he smiled at me and he took his hands and he put sludge stuff in my arms where I'd gotten these invisible portal tattoos that I knew I had to get like three years prior. And so then I went back to sleep. I woke up and I said, Academy of Wealth, Al Wealth Alchemy and Kinetic Energy. And I channeled the whole academy. But where the meditations come in, is every single time I did a meditation, I did not even know what I was going to do. That mm. energy from that frequency would come through. So they're giving the divine, divine yeah, meditations. They're, they're giving them transmissions. And so they're beyond me for sure. Mm. Um, Sometimes they'll convulse. Sometimes people will shake. You know what I mean. And that's that's the quantum healing. That's the quantum shifting. Your body will start shaking when it's trying to um, assimilate to the energy coming in. Wow. Yeah. And people and it, it's I've seen it. And I've seen people. Some of some people that try and capitalize on it and and they they make it uh, a little bit more dramatic. I went to some seminar and the guy said that he was uh, an angel. You know and. He would do that. And I, I didn't buy it. I didn't feel like it looked real. I didn't feel like he was real. There's a lot of, a lot of imposters out there, but I promise you, my friends, that Rebecca's the real thing. She's not sitting there and, you know, like, do, do, have you seen what I'm talking about? I paid like $50 for a self-help thing. And it was a guy that was channeling an angel and he did a really bad job. Well, no, I haven't, I've never, I've never seen that, but with, I think, I think anybody can do it if once they get out of their own way. So when you learn to, to love yourself and when you learn to get rid of your own shadow energies, you start to do things like that. You become conduits for higher frequency energy. Like so guides and in my opinion, angels and, and people that want to work with you, you just got to be able to hear them. Right. And, and so, so how do you, so through your, through your course, if I took your course, when I finished your course, would I finally be able to get in touch with my guys? <laughs> yeah, that's what we do. We do go over that. But in your shadow energies, what I mean by that is doubt, guilt, shame, fear, self-loathing, 
all those lower frequency energies, when you start to get rid of those and you go into the field of the heart and you start to do work on self-love, yes, yes. And then we work on like usually something that you hear right away is what you need to trust or the the heart exercise. Where's your river flowing? Like if you have a decision to make and you're thinking about in your head, what does your heart say? That gets you in touch with the, with those higher influences. Yeah. You know, and you know what happens to me that sucks is that I don't trust it. You know what I mean? Like when you said that, cause I'm going through something right now with, with career options, it's a high class problem. I have two, you know, jobs I can take. I know the one that my heart is telling me to take. And then I'm second guy. I'm like, no, maybe that's not the one. Cause me, you know, so how do you, how do you get through that when you don't trust your intuition? Well, I would figure out what you're hearing. That's not you. It sounds like it might be um, some parental voices, actually. Like sometimes we hear voices that are not our own telling us not to do things. Oh, you must suffer first. That's just too easy. That's not going to work for you. You know what I mean? So like you just got to get those away and be like, and this is the hardest part. You just have to do it. You just have to trust. You just have to trust what you're saying and and you're feeling and command those voices away. That's not you. And then work on the programs around it. Like it has to be harder than that. I must suffer. I can't be that happy. You know what I mean? That's yeah. That's what happened. We self-sabotage. If I'm thriving, I self-sabotage Yes, I, right away. I, I don't allow myself to thrive. I do. I need a lot of help. And like I said, that's why I have this podcast to help my, help me <laughs> and hopefully in the process others. So I'm, I'm interested in your course. I want to take your course and I want to have you back on and we'll talk about, you know, how it helped me. Um, I definitely recommend that all of our listeners go to Rebecca's website and um, check out the program. And then I want to have you back because like we talked about on the phone, ayahuasca therapy. Yeah. That's something that you're involved in. And I know that it's something that's very controversial in our world with addiction. Um, but I, I want to invite you back and talk yeah. about that maybe next week. Would you do that? Yes, yeah, certainly. Yes. All right. All right. Cause we don't have time to cover that. That's, that's a whole thing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's a whole thing. So just give it a little bit in like under 60 seconds, somebody that feels like they are energetically robbed or they just feel like they're off. Maybe, uh, just a, a little ritual that they could do daily that could maybe just help them with some clarity. Okay. So some anxiety. Yeah. This came to me immediately when you said this, so I'm not trying to sound cliche, but I mean, instantly when you even begin to ask the question, so I know this is what I need to say. Um, when you're feeling like energetically off, like you're down gratitude, 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 just look out your window and maybe you'll see the most beautiful tree or the most beautiful sunset, tap into that energy, be a part of that energy and have gratitude that you are looking at that right in front of your face, breathe that in and then look at something else and do the same thing and keep building because guess what? You took the frequency of feeling like crap, brought it into gratitude and connecting to you know nature's beauty. That's going to attract an event in your life that you need to keep you going, you know, to, you know, bring something else in that day that's going to benefit you. It's going to clear you up and it's going to bring in the the beauty. Yeah. I love it. I love it. All about light and love. It is Rebecca, Dr. Rebecca. Thank you so much. And I think this is just the beginning between your relationship and sober exposure because you're like, you're my girl. Okay. I'm so into everything that you do and I just want to learn and, and absorb and practice and 
all that. So thank you for helping me and my listeners through the journey. And we'll see you again soon. We're going to talk about ayahuasca. Yeah. Um, Awesome. All right. Sober Exposure, Jen Wild, Dr. Rebecca, and everyone have a great week. Need more? Of course you do. The show's all about needing more. Go to my website at soberexposure.show or get stuck on my Instagram at soberexposure underscore podcast. 